So, um, Steve, it's been a while since we had a chance to talk. Um, gosh, that must have been about October time frame during uh, Open World. Yeah. So maybe um, just as a little bit of a backgrounder and, and for the recording here, maybe you could tell me a little bit about your, your role at Oracle and a little bit about your personal background. Sure. I lead Oracle Accelerate Global Programs for Oracle, focusing on two programs for applications for mid-sized customers. That's Oracle Accelerate and Oracle Business Accelerators. I joined Oracle in 1997 as a consultant, and uh, since joining, uh, obviously I worked as a consultant. I did three years in product development, and since 2003, I've been focusing on the mid-size segment. So can you explain a little bit about what Oracle Accelerator is? Sure. Um, well, the, the, let, me, let me explain. There are two programs under the Oracle Accelerate umbrella. The first is Oracle Accelerate for mid-sized companies. That, that's Oracle's brand and strategy for mid-sized applications. Partners who are members of the Oracle Accelerate program offer complete package solutions for mid-sized customers that include our applications, rapid implementation tools and methodologies, their services, and their intellectual property. Oracle Business Accelerators, they're powerful and proven cloud-based rapid implementation tools. They're unique to Oracle, created and maintained by Oracle, and only available through approved and qualified partners. Now, how does you, you mentioned they are cloud-based. How, mm -hmm. does, uh, how do these, uh, this program, how do these applications help companies get up to speed, get moving in the cloud? Well, yeah. let's go into some detail on, on the cloud. Cloud computing brings, in many ways, um, mid-sized companies within reach of the same powerful technologies and the latest innovations that the largest companies in the world enjoy. The cloud can offer a mid-sized company the ability to possess an IT backbone that allows them to compete with these larger companies with lower costs of adoption. And you talked about, you know, how do the, these Oracle Business Accelerators work? Well, we talked about cloud-based configuration. Well, what that means is the implementation can be started before the hardware is installed at the client's premises or in the data center. And of course, you know, if you're going to, to talk about application configuration, it has to really be done in the cloud. So you're creating a configuration file that allows the customer to have the flexibility they need to maintain what makes them unique, what gives them competitive advantage. How quickly does, uh, do, are you able to help these companies get started, and what do they need to do in order to get off to a good start using these applications in the cloud? Okay. Most customers that I speak to move through five key phases on their journey. Um, Oracle and our, and our partner ecosystem provide support and professional services throughout each of these phases. So the, the first step is, is aligning your organization's business objectives and goals. And understanding those goals and, and what 
is important. Oh, sorry, let, let me go back and say understanding those goals and how they align with how you're going to consume your software, whether it's in the cloud or on premise. Then you need to use a, a cloud readiness service to reduce complexity and automation. You know, are you ready for the cloud? Is your IT system ready for the cloud? You should get complete implementation and migration services that can deliver best practice and, and tools to help you succeed. And once in the cloud, you need to services to manage, continuously monitor and maintain your environment for maximum availability and performance. Um, and then of course you need ongoing support and education across the services and continuous innovation. When you say ready for the cloud, what does that mean from a, a mid-sized business perspective? What do they need to do in order to be ready to move to the cloud? I think it's, um, I would go back to fundamentals. I mean, I'd, I'd rather think of this and say, look, you know, these are sort of fundamental challenges when it comes to, do, to, to adopting any technology. The first thing is, is you need to determine, determine a return on investment on your IT project, you know, whether you're going to purchase applications in the cloud, whether you're going to move your IT backbone into the cloud, or whether you're going to buy SaaS services. So you need to understand what the return on investment is going to be. You need to invest, I believe, to support growth. You need to understand the opportunities that the cloud and any IT system provides. Uh, and I think you need to understand the jargon. You know, there's a lot of terms out there. We, we throw these around. And if you're a CFO or a COO or a CIO in a mid-sized business, you really need to understand some of the key concepts. I'd say next, how do you, as a, as a C-level executive, make the most of, of a limited budget? You know, where are you going to invest? Uh, if you look at your resources, do I have the right resources in place in terms of people, time, etc.? And I think the last question is, where do I start? Where do I start? What, what are my business priorities? Where have I got to invest first to get maximum return on investment? maximum bang for buck, if you like. Are you finding your customers um, and prospects, are they looking to go to the cloud to get to the next level to grow, or are they going to be more efficient, or both possibly, I don't know? Uh, I, think, I think I would say that, that from the CFOs I talk to, they're doing it for economic reasons. The cloud offers economies of scale and scope, and that's why that's what mid-sized customers are looking at all of the time. Um, I think it's the same reasons they look at any technology investment, but I think it's particularly acute when you come to the cloud. There's a lot of promise there that, that it can improve your return on investment, it can lower uh, the cost of adoption. And I think that, you know, when I talk to mid-sized C-level executives of mid-sized companies, that's always top of mind, you know, how can I reduce my costs? How can I adopt these technologies really quickly? What do I need to invest? What are some of the biggest challenges that companies face when they make the move? Or what are some of the things that 
uh, possibly they don't consider uh, serious enough or they don't plan for enough when they make the move? Um, you know, I've, I've never come across a company that doesn't plan enough. Um, I think, you know, I, I'd always, you know, when I've talked to, to my customer contacts, and, and I know some of my colleagues have, I always start off with a fairly simple three-point plan. And I just say, well, okay, what are my business priorities? You know, what are your business priorities from a customer perspective? What are your business challenges? Um, what are your growth expectations? You know, how fast do you expect to grow? Because you know, if you look at your business priorities and challenges today, that's great. That gives you a great picture, but it's a short-term horizon. If you're an organization like many mid-sized companies expected to, to grow with a, you know, a compound annual growth rate of 20, 30% or more, what effect is that going to have on your priorities and challenges? So. You know, it's not crystal ball stuff. People make forecasts all the time. So it, it, it's a way of looking at your business and, and saying, okay, I know where I am now. What are my growth expectations? What am I likely to be facing this time next year or the year after? The, the next question is, what are the resources available? Um, nearly everyone I've spoken to has a real good grasp of their budget. And then there's time. You know, how long is it going to take for me to realize the return on investment? And then there's people, the, the impact on the organization. How can, I, how can I do this without causing any business disruption? So my change from my current system to my new system, whether it's in the cloud or anywhere else, is as smooth as possible. And the next one really comes down to one of my timescales. And, and you know, that's a measure of patience. When do I need to do this? Do I need to do this? because my business is changing and I've got to maintain competitive advantage or I've got to improve it and I need to do it now? Or can I look forward and say, you know what, by this date, I need to have achieved X, Y, Z. And what uh, functional area are companies really looking to, uh, to the cloud to get up to speed with? Is it more along the lines of the front-end customer acquisition, or is it on the ERP side, or is it on the human resources? What areas are, is driving this kind of move? Well, I, I, I would say that the, the cloud has a head start, let's say, or cloud adoption has a head start in CRM and human resources simply because it's a model that's lent itself to it, to those two business areas. But I would, argue, I would say that in every conversation I've had with every customer and every partner, they look at it on a, on a very broad basis. So you know, they, they tend to look across all the areas. So they want back office to front office solutions. They want to be able to support HCM. And I think that you know, we shouldn't confuse cloud with software as a service. My experience has been that uh, our customers are very, very clear on the difference between the two. They take very pragmatic decisions about, okay, a software as a service model suits me in this particular area, but I need to have uh, this particular area of my business on premise for these business reasons. And you, and you mentioned a lot about the, the partners that 
you have that actually assist the customers in in getting you know Oracle Accelerate and using the, those services um, to get up to speed to build their business in the cloud. Uh, talk a little bit about what partners do bring overall to to this whole uh, you know area of helping your customers get up to speed in in using your applications in the cloud. Well, uh, my experience has been firstly our partners bring experienced resources. So when the partners we talk to, um, like all Oracle partners, have deep Oracle product knowledge. But the members of the Oracle Accelerate programs are, are truly mid-sized specialists. They focus on the, the mid-sized customer. They have industry-specific solutions. So if they are competing in the consumer products environment, they have deep understanding of what makes a consumer product company succeed. They also have the credentials. So they've had repeated success at other consumer products companies. They have the people, as I've mentioned, but I would also say that they have a really deep knowledge of what makes a, a, a CPG company in their geography succeed. Every country has different requirements. And, and what they bring is this, not only the experience with their Accelerate solutions um, and very well packaged, complete solutions, not only their ability to use the Oracle Business Accelerators to deliver our applications quickly, but also the relationships they build with our customers are unique and incredibly deep. So they'll work very, very closely with the customer throughout the implementation and well beyond. I mean, I, I speak to partners all the time who've told me they have 10, 15 year relationships with customers they work with. And if you think about that, that's, that's a relationship that's almost as long as ERP has existed, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how long does it take for a company that is prepared and ready, but how long does it take them to, you know, from, from the, I guess, the technical standpoint of getting everything up and ready to move and, and ready to work in your cloud environment using your apps? Oh, Brent, that's like asking how long is a piece of string? <laughs> um, you know, it, it depends on the customer. Right. It depends on their business priorities. It, it depends, um, I would say it depends on their, their resources in terms of the availability of their people. That there's no, there's no real set answer because you can't really compare, when let's say uh, deploying ERP to a partner data center for a company that operates in 26 different countries, has 15 different subsidiaries, and needs to support financials, procurement, order management, let's say HR, CRM, master data management, Siebel, and so on and so forth, to a company that says, you know what, tomorrow um, my major priority is I want to have uh, HCM software human resources software just to support my people-driven operation. So it, it can be very, very, very short. I mean, um, there are some great recent examples, and, and uh, I'm, I'm sure 
you've seen this on the web, whereas uh, a company like Natus um, Medical went live incredibly quickly on a very, very rich footprint. Now, I, I would ask anyone, uh, I would suggest anyone have a look at the story because if, if you look at it um, a few years ago, such an implementation at such speed would be impossible. And, and the main thing is it's not just about getting the customer live, it's about getting the customer um, to, to experience the benefit of the software quickly. You know, I, I, I've always preferred the term fast time to benefit because rather than go live, because you want to be talking about the point at which the customer starts enjoying the benefit of the software, right? Yeah, that's actually a great way to look at it. Um, <laughs> Because we all know at Go Live, it's not necessarily the benefits start right right away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I think Go Live is it's, it's a great it's a great milestone. It's a great point in time. But really, the focus. Of, I mean, and we talked about this at Open World. Um, for me, it, it's always been around about the, reducing the gap between the day the purchase of the software is made to the day the customer starts deriving benefit. Now that can be really quickly after go live, but it, it can be a few days, it can be a few weeks. It, it depends on, again, the customer, it depends on the complexity of the organization, it depends on the footprint and so on and so forth. That's why I say that the problem when you say how long, it's every company, every project is different. What we can say is the approach that we've taken is speeding up the the I would say it's making fast time to benefit possible. I think it's redefining what rapid implementation means. And there are there are examples uh, that you're seeing more and more in the public domain. And then you, uh, the approach that you take is to help with the, the whole idea of accelerate mm -hmm. with the uh, ex experience that Oracle has in serving certain kinds of certain industries, you're able to kind of bake in certain uh, best practices and uh, functionality requirements that you know are a part of an industry and yeah. kind of uh, start from there and then work with a company to bring in their, you know, their particular company features and functions and requirements on top of the industry. So that will help, you know, make things move a lot faster in terms of getting them up to speed. Yeah, I think you've got it spot on. The big thing about best practice is I would argue, when we discuss this with a customer, it's about recognizing that, you know, best practice is, is, is um, it's a starting point. It may be 25 miles uh, head start on a marathon. But the real important thing is when our partners sit with the customer and say, okay, this is best practice as it comes within the Oracle Business Accelerators out of the box. What's the difference between best practice as defined here and what you need to do that's absolutely unique to your organization and really important that you continue doing it or what you need to do because you need to preserve competitive advantage within this business process. Uh, it, it's all about giving the degree of flexibility that the customer needs. 
Um, and you asked how we arrive at these best practices. We, we continually do this. We study every implementation. So the, the business flows that you see in the Oracle Business Accelerators, they're distilled from thousands of Oracle implementations over the years. And we continue to look at them every uh, time we get the opportunity. And it's frequent, I would say, um, every um, update to our applications, we're always looking, is this still what customers require? Can it be improved? Can we remove redundancy? Can we improve the rhythm of the business flow? And then you, you talk a little bit about you know, the flexibility. So once you have gone through this process, you've gotten a customer up and running, um, but we all know the hope of most companies is, as you said, to scale to grow. How does this, uh, this approach how does this help them, you know, a year down the line when things have changed? Is, is it easier to make changes? Is it easier to move with their customer demands uh, being in the cloud and using this service, this kind of service? Well, uh, the Oracle Business Accelerators are, are designed for fresh installs and net new customers. So typically when, when you want to make changes, it depends on the change you want to make. You, you, our implementer, our partners, or the customer, they're able to make changes in the application just the same way as if you'd implemented it in the more traditional manner. The big difference is, of course, because you as a customer are live quicker, you're able to derive the benefit from the software a lot quicker, and you're able to incorporate or anticipate the changes you're going to need as in the initial implementation. But as I said, typically, after you're live, you have all of the flexibility to make those changes that exist in the product itself. And a customer has the choice of either having a partner do that for them, or if they have the expertise in, internally, they they can handle it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, if you if you deployed it in the cloud, then of course your managed service provider might be doing it. It's, right. It's, but everything is working on the Oracle servers. It's just a matter of how do they want to, do they want a partner to manage it for them or if they have the internal expertise, they can do it themselves. Yeah, I think, you know, your decision as to what, how you do it and what you do and when you do it, that's going to depend on the complexity of what you want to change. I mean, certain things are very easy to change. And, you know, you, you, if there's major business change, that you may want to, to look at how best you do this. And a good example of major business change is changing the chart of accounts after you've got many, many, many transactions. But our partners are adept at doing this, so they can always provide advice. And, and you know, our partners are always focused on business continuity for their customers. So even if it is major business change, our Oracle partners can sit down with the customers, explain what's needed, and help the customer work out the best path to achieve what's needed over the given, you know, over the part, over the customer's time scale. This has been really interesting. Uh, how many customers are currently using uh, Oracle Accelerate? Um, we're in the quiet period, Brent. So I'm sorry, I can't give you any numbers. Oh, okay. Um, any numbers around the partners you have signed up for? Um, well, the great thing is to find partners, um, Oracle Accelerate partners is really easy. If you go to oracle.com slash accelerate, very dynamic. We have new partners joining every month. 
So the, to give you that again, it's oracle.com slash accelerate. Okay. And just uh, how many different kinds of, of packages or industry um, packages do you have for this? Uh, accelerate solutions rather than uh, Oracle Business Accelerators. I mean, we, you know, we don't give out numbers, but if you go to the site, you'll see there are currently approximately 340 Accelerate solutions. Okay. Um, as I say, we, we don't give out numbers at the moment, uh, Brent, because it's quiet time. It's quiet period. Right. Okay. I, I got it. I under, totally understand. Thank you. I just want to make sure we it, it, there's a there's a, a lot for folks to choose from based on the experience you guys have in the number of different industries yeah. uh, that you're you're helping folks with. Okay. Absolutely huge. And and if um, if you and, and you'd like to know more about the OBAs and uh, you know we we have a data sheet for every single OBA. Again, it, we've kept it. We kept the search really easy, so you can even Google Oracle Business Accelerators. But to save you time, if you just go on oracle.com/oba, that's for Oracle Business Accelerator. Everything is displayed, and there's a ton of content there. This has been very helpful. Uh, I really appreciate the time and and help you kind of walk through uh, where this fits and how it helps. Uh, companies to really move depending on their situation and complexity. It sounds like there's an opportunity for um, pretty much anyone who's ready to make the move, who's committed, to be able to do it in a in a pretty strategic way. Yeah, I won't make a sales pitch, but but I I'd make an argument that if if you're a CFO or a mid of a mid-sized company, you know I would be looking at tier one software. Because what we should be making is decisions about what our company is going to look like in the future. You know, not in the far distant future, but in the near future. And with, with approaches like Oracle Accelerate for Midsummer and tools such as the Oracle Business Accelerators, they just make the adoption of Tier One software by mid-sized companies really easy. You know, ERP and enterprise software as a whole, whether it's, it's ERP or HCM or CRM, it's never been easier to deploy. It's never been easier to adopt. Um, for users, it's never been easier to use. And it includes more functionality than ever before. And, and the great thing is, you know, you can take complete choice of not only the product, but also the business functions you've got to support. But also the deployment model, whether that you know you want to deploy in the Oracle Cloud, whether you're going to deploy in your partner's data center, the partner's private cloud, or in your own data center, or you've decided that what's best for you is software as a service. You know, I think it's as I said, for me, it's um ERP is exciting again. Wow. That says a lot. <laughs> That's I think it is. I, I, we, we had a discussion because, um, you know, one of the questions uh, that I, I saw is, you know, what is modern ERP? Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I came into Oracle and, and uh, you know, the first part of my career was CRM and I did three years in CRM development. 
And I think that the new ERP, I, I'm not sure about the term modern ERP, but the new ERP, you know, it's deployed quickly. It, it incorporates best practice, um, yet it still maintains the flexibility, as, as I said, to make a, a company unique and, and what makes for competitive advantage. Um, it, it still offers the same degree of command and control, but also it, it enables nimble decision-making through business analytics. Um, I see ERP as something incredibly exciting all over again, because all of the drivers for major companies that adopted ERP still exist, but they're more and more important to mid-sized companies. So I, I think um, I could, I, I'll accept it's possible I could be wrong, but I think it's going to be an exciting few years. I think it's going to be one of the most exciting periods for ERP over the next few years than it's ever been. Wow, that's that's great. I mean, that, that it's an area that seems to kind of feels like it's been overlooked um, over the last couple of years, particularly with you know, the focus on social and the integration between social and CRM. So, uh, well, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because I, I made a couple of notes and I was thinking, well, you know, social's got a lot of promise with ERP, but the challenge is always always with social, it's signal versus noise. You know, with, with all of this, the, the information that's now coming through to me via the, the, if you like, the social channel, how do I know what's important? But, you know, people like ourselves, we're continually thinking about, you know, what's important to our customers, be it mobile, be it social, be it um, the ability to deploy ERP on a multitude of different devices. So I, I think, as I said, we're, um, we're in for exciting times. Well, this has been great. Uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, a lot of meat there. In, any Good. any last thing? You already kind of laid out where you see things going in, in, over the next two years, but is there anything else uh, that you see that will make this kind of move something that mid-sized businesses will, in two years, will not have to think as much about doing? Is it going to be that easy in two years to do it? Uh, I don't. I don't think ERP is is ever going to be. It, it, uh, let, let me say it's easier to adopt, easier to use, and it includes more functionality, and it's easy to deploy across a, a variety of different methods. But you know, if you look at ERP, it's the, the span of control of the organization. So it, it's always going to be. A business decision that you need to go back over and, and talk about the priorities I've outlined. Um, and you know, we, we talked about these about time scale, about budget, about business priorities and challenge. Um, I think it's going to be a lot easier to make the decision to adopt. And having made that adoption, is going to be a lot easier. But it's still a decision that you need to think about. You know, decision making doesn't become easier; it just becomes. Uh, easier to make sometimes. Does it become um, easier to make because there's more opportunity to be accurate about those decisions? Yeah, I mean, and, and it's like any industry. If if you lower the cost of adoption, you know, people will you know people will adopt earlier. And, you know, it's 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 a truth, right? Once you create um, an option, the power to adopt. Uh, no, that's probably the wrong phrase to use. 
Once you make something easier to adopt that is of true value to any organization, then adoption usually follows. There are some exceptions in history, but I, I would say that when it comes to technology, if adoption is easy and value is easy to understand and plain to see, then adoption happens incredibly quickly. So that's why I said I think it's, it's a, we're entering an exciting period.